Yes. We are here yet again for another episode of the Laggy Podcast, Life Around Gaming and Esports Podcast, episode number 16. Uh, and here with me today, I am Rafe, aka the Esports Educator, and I got a few people with me. So my name is Caesar, aka Eface. And it's just Dan. It is just Dan. Now, we were gone last week. A few things came up. I have a brand new puppy, and that took a bit of time. We also had a meeting at our work, so we didn't record last week. We skipped a week. We took a week off. We know. What did you do with your life, right? You contemplated all of the things you've done wrong. Um, how can <laughs> I continue on without a weekly episode of the Laggy Podcast? But it's okay. We're back, and we have awesome topics today. Um, so let's jump right into some of those topics because like I said, they are pretty awesome. Um, we got a few things about games. Let's just touch on the games really quick. So something happened with the Nintendo switch. Daniel, talk to us about indivisible. Uh, yes. Indivisible developed by lab zero games. is an Interesting genre bending title, um, that fuses turn based RPG combat with platforming. It's very interesting. Um, so they were they had a studio, 505 Games, porting it to the Switch, and 505 Games just released it without letting them know. Um, the creators told us about it on Twitter. They said, you know, uh, Indivisible's out now. Is it a surprise? Good. It's a surprise to us, too, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the game is actually missing features. So it's missing, like, co-op mode, New Game Plus, and some other things that were supposed to be in the game upon release and is in the other versions of the game. So it's very weird. So this is like Secret of Mana style platformer? Like, mm, No, I mean, Secret of Mana is not a platformer, right? No, it's not I a mean, platformer. That's why I'm asking. Like, it's like an <coughs> RPG platformer? Like, Yeah, you would think of, yeah, it's an RPG, right? So, so, so imagine you're playing Mario, right? And then you get to an enemy and it goes to a turn-based RPG combat sequence. Ah. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Very and, interesting game. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Th- why do I feel like I have actually heard something about this? I think you've shown me this once, just because of the intrigue of the game. I um, probably did. I find it to be a very interesting game. It's also, you know, very well received. Also so, seems like a good game to port to Switch. Indeed, right? It makes a lot of sense to play something like that on Switch. Yes. But apparently it's out a little early. <laughs> <laughs> and a little incomplete. Yes. Just imagine the surprise waking up and being like, oh my God, my game's out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's neat. Have you guys heard of this game that just came out on Switch? Uh, we made it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be rough. Um, well, I mean, speaking of surprises and letdowns, the next thing, which I think is almost a little more interesting only because of the response, is The Last of Us 2 story got leaked right we've seen mm-hmm. leaks for this uh yeah i personally haven't read it i'm not big into leaks um but Me i either. have seen responses yeah so apparently one it was just one employee who was very 
annoyed with the crunch that developers are going through right now. Just got fed up and just released all of it online, pretty much. Well, not all of it, but most of it. Um, and so Sony and Naughty Dog have been busy just like filing DMCA complaints and taking everything down. But obviously, too late. It's the internet. It's yeah, it's too late. People already right. know. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I've not heard any good things about it. Has any? Does anybody have links yeah. to good responses? Oh, no, I've, heard, I've heard no good responses. But you mean to like the actual <laughs> game? Yes. Yeah, for the content of the leaks, okay. I've heard no one being happy about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know the extent to which that is people who are actually excited about the game and who are actually fans are not looking for leaks, right? I think mm. it, it, it makes sense that a, a decent percentage of the people that would actually look at the leaks are people that are not invested in the game or have something against it and they just want to bash it. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if if it's not as hype as people are thinking it might be. I, I personally think The Last of Us 1 was a little bit overrated in my humble opinion. I don't think it was a bad game at all, but it, got, it blew up. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I might actually check it out because I don't really care for Last of Us and I'm, I'm just going to check it out. So all of the reasons that I've seen that people have said they don't enjoy the content that are actually mm -hmm. narrative, not necessarily like hating on The Last of Us. A lot of people that, I, that, that, that enjoyed the game really don't like the direction of the story gone. That's what people are upset about. Well, well I mean, that's that's the <coughs> controversy, right? Like yeah. the whole ever since Last of Us 2 got announced, it's it's been controversial because Joel isn't really the main character anymore and it's all about Ellie and like there's this whole um I don't know I don't know how to put it but like PC aura according to some people obviously right uh emanating from the game and that, that that's why it's been controversial controversial and that's why I'm not surprised that people are, are not very excited about what got leaked so it's no longer the last of us it's now the last of her um <laughs> And that you know, sounds, that sounds like a Twitter rant post. Yeah, from like, like gamer, <laughs> like gamer, from like a far R right YouTuber slash you know? gamer circle jerk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a great subreddit. We will not trash that subreddit. Hey, I'm just saying. You know, like sometimes you have to be self aware, right? Self aware wolves. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm there, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I worry about gaming company well i always worry about people responding to and i don't want to say i don't know what the right word is here because i don't want to call it negativity but i always worry about any industry responding to uh politicized pressure mm -hmm. in an overtly like extensive way right like right. over correcting Instead of just because usually when you get things, it sounds like everybody's freaking out and you're like, oh my God, we did everything wrong. And in reality, you did like one tiny, like there's one tiny mistake and all you have to do is just fix that one tiny thing and everyone would be cool, but they make it seem like it's the end of the world. And so you just complete, you're like, okay, scrap the whole game, brand new game. Um, I worry about that in kind of every industry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want them to overcorrect, but you also don't want them to double down, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's depends it's on what depends on what it is. Some, 
Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to overcorrect. It's sometimes you need to double down. But for the most part, I think it's usually just like, hey, you built a game that's like 1% too far, right? Well, you, also you... like... Go ahead. Game's not, game's not even out. And I, I want like... I wonder how many people actually are going to hate it, right? Like, I think this is probably just a minority. Like, as per usual, it's just, like, the very vocal minority. Oh, uh, yeah, that's very possible. I, I I can't give an opinion either way. I, I haven't played Last of Us. I've heard nothing but mm. good things. Uh, well, I mean, you said you weren't that interested in it. But, like, oh, no, you just said you thought it was overrated. That's because it was yeah. given, like, what, Game of the Year and a bunch of other awards. It is rated, I mean. Like, like, don't don't get me wrong. I thought it was good. Like, it it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything crazy. That's that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just let's let's leave it there then before we start getting into too many opinions. Um, mm -hmm. Last of Us Two. If you've seen the leaks, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Give us give us some more opinions. Maybe you're like, no, no, no. I have a completely different opinion. Um, our last thing about like new games. The trailer came out for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? And they released it, so they did a, 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 a leak for its location yesterday, right? And it was like a graphic design, like a two-hour graphic design process. I don't know if anybody was watching that or saw it. Mm -mm. Nope. So they did this like teaser, and it was on Reddit, and it may have been on a few other places, but it was somebody who was just doing like graphic design work to, to create like the cover. Like I think they just they played it, but the person recorded like their process for making the cover. Um, and so it was like a three or four hour process of this person just making this giant cover for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, which was pretty interesting. And that way they could leak, like that's what the next one's going to be. So obviously based on the name, you know, if you, if you aren't thinking like, Oh, it's probably going to be about Vikings, uh, read a book. That's <laughs> kind of all I can say. Um, but yeah, so the cinematic came out. Did that come out today? Did that come out yesterday, last night? Today. Yeah, so it came out like this morning, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it says April 30th. That's today. So, you know, we got a, we got a cinematic trailer. Uh, it was pretty awesome. It's a pretty yep. awesome trailer. It looks amazing. Yeah, it, I like you know. It already. We don't have any gameplay, but it's a really cool trailer with really great cinematics. Um, the main character seems to have the, you know, blonde, one single mid-beard braid, double-wielding, you know, dual-wielding kind of crazy Viking sure. look to him. Um, I have a serious problem with the trailer, however. Oh, really? Have you ever watched Vikings? I have not, no. Daniel, you ever watch the show Vikings? Probably not, but I just... No, Laura likes it, though. So, yeah, have Laura watch the tr this cinematic. If you can, okay. get, get Laura to watch the cinematic and tell me if she doesn't say, like, huh, that seems... So, what we have is, is we have a very sort of similar character model, right, to the main character from Vikings. And then sure. what we have is this battle that goes on and rages, and mid-battle... This dude kind of gets rocked a little bit and then sees, you know, the human version of Odin who turns into crows and then says Odin is with us. And it's like straight out of the first episode of Vikings. 
Whoa. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. So if you watch the first episode of Vikings, the, the episode starts with essentially like Rolo and I can't remember the, the Ragnar, right? Ragnar like, Lothbrok. Right? Yeah, right. So like and Ragnar and Rolo Lothbrok like fighting and he like sees Odin on the battlefield next to like all these dead people. It's very, I don't know, it's very mimicky. It's not a direct ripoff, but it definitely reminds me of that. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could also just be like, traditional viking folklore right oh absolutely i mean absolutely right they definitely encapsulated that uh i mean it's laura is actually sitting here saying the protagonist looks similar yeah that's what i'm saying like he he looks a bit that way um he's got a longer braid in the back for sure um but he's definitely got a light model you know based off of him however maybe all vikings kind of look the same you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh so, also though at the very end, right, we get the uh, wrist blade coming out, right. So we mm-hmm. get we get our little like Assassin's Creed touch. I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably I'm interested. I would play it, right. Like, yeah. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in a long time. Same. Because Man, it's, um, what was that, Daniel? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. We'll see. I mean, last one, last one I played was Assassin's Creed Three. That was yeah, a long same. time ago. Uh, that kind of so I feel like two, the trilogy for two, so Brotherhood and Revelations, was really good. It was amazing. But like after that, I wasn't sure what else they could offer. Well, Three was very, very much not my thing. It was very weird. But that said, the most recent ones odyssey and origins have like i've been meaning to check them out they look really good they look really different they well different as different as they can be this is yeah that that phrase is what gets right there right because i find ubisoft's worlds in general and their big triple a titles to be very similar to one another except for the aesthetic right but exploring the systems all seems to be the same feeling yeah oh very much so yes that was my problem with assassin's creed Right, you, you played one, and you're like, "Cool, I played them all." Um, what were you? I'm sorry, but also like, I, I feel like story matters for Assassin's Creed. Story right? does matter, and this, this um, is like, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, I, I sorry. Yeah, I think that's why two was so good. Like the trilogy was so good because you cared about Ezio, right? Right. Um, you cared about his story, his arc, but after that, the protagonists haven't been very interesting. And well, also not not to mention that they completely abandoned like the modern times story. They were just like, yeah, we're not doing that. I don't know if you guys remember what happened at the end of Revelations. I think where like uh, where, where like the world just ends, and oh. then you're, and then every every single game after that, they're just like, yeah, we're not we're not doing the modern times anymore because we don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, it was it, the story back then. I was just I wasn't sure how they were gonna keep that story going. Yeah, right. It was crazy. It was, yeah, nuts. It was crazy. Did anybody see the movie? Mm-mm. There's a movie. Yes. Yeah. Michael uh, Fassbender is the yeah. Michael Fassbender. Whoa. The main character. Uh, yeah. Right. Whoa. Okay. It bombed. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. Well, no, it didn't bomb. It didn't bomb. So it its budget was 125 million dollars. So that okay. is a massive budget for a film, right? Yeah. That is a very large budget. That's like, let me see, what was the budget for Infinity Wars? Marvel uh, Infinity Wars. 
Uh, so Infinity Wars had, okay, it didn't give it to me, budget. So arguably one of like, it had a $316 million budget. So that's actually really large. But that was like one of the most expensive movies to ever be created, essentially, right? Um, Assassin's Creed had a $125 million budget. It made $240 million. So it, it did make back its budget, right? And actually make money. So we can't call it a bomb because it made money, but it, it didn't have a whole lot of attention. That's for sure. It came out and kind of disappeared. Yeah. It has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which considering the fact that you have a very good video game storyline and arguably one of the most popular and best actors out today, how? Like, how do you do that? What did uh, you do? That's a good question. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Now I won't but, watch it. I, I mean, I to be fair, from the three people sitting in this room, one of us didn't know it was even a thing. True. So I think I think that says a lot about why it failed. And, and we're all gamers, one. right? Like, everyone should know that it's and a thing. every one of us has played at least one Assassin's Creed game, yes? yes. Also true, yes. Yeah, so that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, I think, though, would you like you talked about the story moving away, and maybe that's why like we did the thing for Odyssey, right, when uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. And I mm -hmm. remember being blown away by the fact that, to me, that game looked more like Dynasty Warriors than it did an Assassin's Creed game. Um, <laughs> if you haven't played Odyssey or seen Odyssey, there's like these massive scope battles that happen where you're just like fighting a ton of people at the same time. And it's, it's not dynasty. It's not like dynasty warriors. So when I say a ton of people, it's not dynasty warriors, but it's, it's closer to that than it is to like, you know, Assassin's Creed, like skulking around a city and one on one somebody without them seeing you. It's very interesting. So I, I would at least be interested in seeing what their plan is for the fighting in this. Cause they have been <laughs> shifting it up. Right. Was it black flag? What was a pirate one? That was Black, Black Flag. Flag. Yeah. yeah. So, right, we had ship fights on Black Flag. So they are expanding. So I don't know. Maybe what we're going to end up with is just like God of War uh, with a slight <laughs> assassin. Like you can single hit kill people if you sneak up on them or something. I'm definitely going to check it out. But for me, the minute they release an Assassin's Creed set in Japan, I'm buying that. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's good or not. I'm, I'll just buy it. Yeah. So like. That's what I wonder about, you know. I, I when I talk to people about Assassin's Creed, I always hear about the general setting and aesthetic being what draws. Them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I just want to be in this place. Okay, so one of my favorite things about Assassin's Creed is obviously I'm not. It's obviously not historical, right? But it is as close as you can get to a history game. Um, that's good, at least. Um. So I remember very specifically being in Venice in Assassin's Creed 2 and just walking around. And then later on in life, I, I actually went to Venice and I, I, I was like, I've been here before. That's crazy. And, and like I just went to places and I was like, damn, I know this place. I know this bridge from Assassin's Creed and stuff like that just blows my mind. And I, that's that was one of my favorite reasons to play the game. Like the setting in Italy was great. Um, that's why I don't think I cared about Assassin's Creed 3. Because the setting was so bland. Um, sure. But Even just perching, just, right? Like perching and getting scene views were so cool. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, because yeah. of how well developed the setting was. So like Odyssey, for, for that reason, I'm interested in Odyssey. I haven't gotten to play it yet because 
I have a huge backlog, but just ancient Greece, Vikings, all those different history periods are super interesting to me. So there is one last important piece to this one also. This mm -hmm. will debut on PS5 and Xbox X. Yes. Right. So this will not be coming out before our our next generation of consoles comes out. So that in mind, this could be a really pretty game. Yes. Oh yeah. Could also load fast, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, load times are getting bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Games are getting bigger than their processors can handle. Um, <laughs> loading. We'll talk a little bit about Valorant and loading Valorant, but. All right. Well, so yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? You get a Viking assassin game. Really strange to me. I don't know. What is a Viking? <laughs> what is a Viking assassin? <laughs> so, hold on. Let me yeah. hide in this tree, guys. Um, just doesn't seem like a very Viking thing to do. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm very interested. So we'll see. Um, before we move on to Valorant, let's talk a little bit about Fix Ultimate Online. Speak, yes. Speak to me. So um, basically it's been, what, seven weeks of quarantine at this point? Seven weeks of online tournaments for Smash Bros. And people are just losing it at this point. Um, for those of you that don't know, recently they announced the quarantine series uh, hosted by Moist Critical and Alpha Rad. And basically what this is, it's like a bunch of tournaments. Every one of them has a $10,000 uh pot price right and people are losing it right now like it's getting so bad like the the issues people had with ultimate online weren't as bad before because people could just go to tournaments offline and that was it but now it's getting to the point where mid-match in a tournament people are just lagging like even with ethernet adapters even with like good connections people are just lagging in game and it's getting to the point where pros are making a unified movement to try to get Nintendo's attention to change the online for Smash, which is probably not going to happen. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But it does say a lot about the general consensus in the Smash scene and like where we're headed. Um, so this weekend we had Pound online, and there was this one player from... It's either, I think it's Germany or the Netherlands. I can't remember. And every time he played, he played with American opponents. And like input lag was so bad that like no one could do anything. And he wasn't getting DQ'd. So yeah, it's rough. Smash is not in the good place right now, I think. So, okay. So explain to somebody like me who isn't playing mm -hmm. Smash. What do they need to do? What needs to be fixed? Like if you're the developer, if you have the ability to do this, right? Money's not an option, like not a question. Like we just, we need to fix this online setting. Like what, what is it that needs to be done? Like can we speak about that? Um, yeah. So basically it's all about input lag, right? So every single fighting, fighting game has input lag, meaning that after you press a button, there's a certain amount of time, usually milli milliseconds, before your action comes out on screen. Um, different games have different input times and Smash Ultimate in general, like from all of the Smashes is one of the worst ones. Uh, I think Brawl used to have the biggest input time 
and now it, Ultimate is a little bit behind it. It's not too bad compared to, to Brawl. So just by itself, Ultimate is already a game with heavy input lag. Uh, and that means that certain actions won't come out as fast as you want them to, and a lot of pros hate that. And then when you play online, uh, given the way that Nintendo servers are set up, the input lag gets even worse. And so that makes the game unplayable to some people. And it makes the, the way that Nintendo has it is that I believe it's peer to peer, meaning that there's no no dedicated servers or there's no, um, I don't know how to explain it properly, but the, the, right. the whole point is that the, the ping between the two people is so big that it doesn't matter where you are. Well, it doesn't matter where you are, but it doesn't matter how good your connection is. You can get lag even if you have a good connection. So, okay, so then it's essentially, are we talking like, so Daniel, you might be able to describe, like, tell me if this is an equal comparison, but are we just talking like original StarCraft here? Like peer-to-peer -peer servers where I'm just playing? I mean, yeah, there's definitely, yes, it's definitely PvP like the original StarCraft, um, which it, 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 it's, that's part of the problem, right? That's a huge problem. Dedicated servers would help a lot because, you know, you can connect to a server faster than you can connect to a person, typically. The other thing is, um, how the netcode for the game is designed. I don't know what kind of netcode Smash uses. Do you know Caesar? No, I have no idea. Like, is it rollback? I don't. I no, don't it's actually... no, it's definitely not rollback. No, it's not rollback. Okay. Yeah. So it it it, it really depends on the actual netcode design for the game. Overhauling that would help too. So those two things would probably actually fix the issue. But Nintendo has never been the company to give a shit about you give care about you playing online. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. It seems very unlikely at this point, especially because as other as other people have mentioned, like they've pretty much moved on from development of Smash. Like the team, after yeah. the game comes out, the team goes from I, I, this is just a number, right? It goes from two hundred people to thirty, and then those thirty people just work on developing new characters. But that's it. That's pretty much it. So for them to like just go back and fix the entire netcode and fix the entire online experience is very, very unlikely. Yep. Yeah. It's, Which sucks, obviously. Yeah. I it, it, I mean, I, I feel for the community. Um, that's, that's pretty much who takes, takes this beat, right? Is you have a yep. dedicated community of grassroots people stuck at home trying to play a game that they love uh, with other people and 95, like what, I mean, probably more than that, like 98% of all competitive games are currently, you know, able to be played and enjoyed at home. And, and especially in this quarantine setting, it's like a huge deal to their communities that they can play these games and enjoy them. And so here you mm -hmm. have this massive grassroots community who more so than probably any other community is focused on in-person events, right? Live events, playing together, meeting with each other, and they can't. And yep. the online setting is not allowing for them to continue pushing their community forward. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? Because they look at other fighting games, which are also P2P, but have good netcode. And those fighting games are fine. Yep. So the Smash community feels, probably feels especially let down. Yeah, yep. that's rough. It doesn't help that the top 10 of the PGR, most of them are pretty much non-existent in a competitive sense. 
Like the the players that are getting top eight right now are names you would like names that a casual watcher of Smash would never hear about. Maybe maybe MK Leo gets like sixteenth or or ninth or something, but it's that is very unlikely. Very uh, evident to the impact of lag and especially input lag. And that's crazy when you talk about that input lag and how impactful it can be because I have seen people complain about monitor refresh rates. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like entire yeah. groups of people, this is unplayable, man. What is this, a 128? Like, like just freaking out about like not having enough refresh rate on a monitor or not wanting to play on a projector um, because of the way that it can influence the input. And now we're and talking like actual lag. I, I honestly get it. Honestly, like some inputs and some combos in Smash are so precise that a single frame difference and by a frame, it's 1 60th of a second, right? A single frame difference can make the... can impact whether or not you lose or you win. So I get why people complain about that. And it's even worse in in uh, on online. Like it, it's it's bad to the point where different characters, there's different tier lists for online and offline. Cause characters with really precise inputs are pretty much useless. It's a tough day to be a smasher. Indeed. A tough time. A tough six and a half weeks. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any more stuff to say about that? I, I can't really speak too much on it, obviously. But do we no. want to put a cherry no. on that? No. All right. I just kind of wish Nintendo was better about these things. But at the same time, it's Nintendo. So. It's Nintendo, yeah. yeah. Nintendo. I love them, but yeah, Nintendo them. is so interesting to me. It's so <laughs> interesting to me because they're like... I don't know. They're like the company you hate to love. Yeah. Right? Not love to hate, but like, because the community, right? Nintendo fanboys, people who love Nintendo are like, I love Nintendo. Nintendo is my favorite waifu, but Nintendo is a cruel mistress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so crazy to hear about it. Cause like, man, I don't know. Nintendo is very tsundere. That's, that's it. Yeah, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry for you guys. I really am. Um, all right. So okay, let's let's talk a little bit about Valorant. We we need to talk a little bit about Valorant for a few different reasons. One, the game is surviving its initial test, right? And not just surviving, but thriving, right? So it's still sitting at around like so. Our drops have kind of stopped, right? Twitch is no longer really like. It's, it's not that people are watching Valorant anymore to get closed beta drops. Because at this point, if you want to drop, you've pretty much got it, right? They, they've tested their servers. They've pushed the load. They're continuing to push them through. And right now on Twitch, Valorant has 302,000 viewers. So it is still like it's double what Fortnite has right now. Fortnite has 161,000 viewers. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm willing to bet the vast majority of those viewers are linked on to like one stream, um, as is normally how it is. Uh, and then we have 
Valorant, right? And it's it's crazy when you look at it too, because it is dropped all over the place. There are still drops going out. Um, the player base is getting huge. I have definitely not even come close to seeing a, the same person in, in more than one queue. Um, and my queue times when I queue solo are a second. Like if I accidentally hit play, I'm in a game. So I, I you don't have time to correct your queue. Um, now, more importantly than that, though, some big things have been happening in Valorant. We went through our first patch cycle. Raze was nerfed. Um, this happened last week, right? Uh, Raze, her grenades got reduced from two to one, and she needs two kills to be able to reset her grenade in a round. Um, people thought that Raze grenades were just a little bit too powerful, and they were right. Um, we also saw some slight tweaks and changes, some bug fixes. Um, Cypher's camera can no longer hold a gun, uh, <laughs> which they clarified. That was fast. Yeah, they clarified that was not what was meant to be happening. Um, so, and so our servers, more importantly, the patch that came out yesterday updated the servers for something very, very important the introduction of competitive ranked leagues right so you can now get on well today it's supposed to go live today we don't know if it will because they were having problems with the servers but the goal is for them to have ranked play up as of today pretty massive um and with that comes a lot of important stuff most importantly a bunch of new announcements about valorant as a professional esport they have wasted no time grabbing players and organizations. It, which is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. They've got a number. Let's see if we can find how many uh, professional organizations joining Valorant Esports League, right? There's a few. Um, I don't know if they actually told us what groups are going to join. Okay, I know... Um, I know T1, right? So mm -hmm. SKT, T1, NRG. Uh, NRG, Ninjas in Pajamas, Cloud9, um, Sentinels. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch more. Uh, Liquid, maybe? Um, which one? What? Liquid, right? I think they're going to be in it. Oh, Liquid. I thought you yeah. said Lakewood. I was like, uh, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Liquid's going to be... Uh, in that whatever uh, it is yes uh so yeah i mean this is crazy and when we'll talk about why this is crazy so the sentinels signed someone huge like not someone big but like someone huge taking arguably the largest name in professional overwatch and signing them into valorant and that is uh world cup and season two uh, MVP Sinatra. Yep. It's like, just, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. Like, that's absolutely absurd. Like this, it, I, I have it, no idea what to think about it. It's also super awkward because there's going to be a skin for Sinatra coming out sometime in the next few months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Saria skin is coming out and he's not even going to be playing anymore which I mean I don't okay I'm going to say this if I was Sinatra I jump ship 
I don't I don't yeah. stick with Overwatch. I don't. Especially because you know that Sentinels had to have offered him an absurd amount of money. Oh yeah, yeah. He was already making a, an absurd amount of money in Overwatch. So what was offered to him? Now he has to move from San Francisco to LA, most likely. That's my guess. Um, sure. Which would be a down. I think that's a downside. I would much rather live in the Bay Area than in Southern California. But Riot has a much more stabilized and put together esports scene. Uh, there's yep. a lot less travel involved, um, and people who play with Riot, who play in the leagues, uh, historically have a much longer career than Overwatch, as many Overwatch players came and went within like a matter of months. They just come and they go. Um, yeah. At least when you're playing in the LCS, if you have problems with an organization, you have an opportunity to go to Academy, you have an opportunity to jump around. Um, yeah. Plus, this is massive for Sentinels because he, Sinatra, is a North American player. So you're mm -hmm. not going to have any problems with your roster. You don't have to worry about any, uh, you know, um, what is it, like visa agreements? You don't have to worry about uh, roster space. If I don't know how they're going to do it, but with League of Legends, right, you have two roster slots you can give to non-NA players. I so, have to imagine they... Go ahead. I have to imagine they have, they'll, they'll be doing something similar because they instated that after they had problems... <laughs> I would assume so North too. American teams not actually being North American. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what we had going on with Overwatch, right? There were North sure. American Overwatch teams made up of five Korean players that barely spoke English. Um, right. And like one player who's like, I'm the token American guy. Uh, so we will see how things evolve. Now, I don't have this more important question. I, I, I just want to say that it's so funny to me that that's an issue at all. Like, okay, <laughs> who cares if they're all Korean, honestly? I think that's a, uh, I might be wrong here, but that, I think that's a byproduct of football uh, being an American thing and like American people play it, right? But in so other countries, it's like, Olympics? no, but in other countries, right? Soccer, it's like, yeah, whatever. The fuck, the ar arsenal is comprised of like people all over the place right or i maybe I, not maybe not arsenal specifically but like football clubs sure i agree with you i do agree with that but i think that there is a a very large difference when you're talking about a you know 28 roster football club um with sure multiple clubs beneath it right so you're talking i mean when you think about like arsenal or man U or, or man city or you know any of these like barcelona you're talking about clubs that have thousands of people involved in them right they're they're an entity right and we are getting close to having that entity but when we look at something like overwatch right and we think of like you know the houston right um what, what's houston's name i don't remember what they're called um no outlaws yeah the houston outlaws right when we look at mm -hmm. like the houston outlaws we're actually just talking about one team six players and backups yeah. so when your team for houston is six koreans right or five koreans all i think is that it's not very i don't know it removes I, don't, I, don't, I still don't think that's an issue honestly I guess I I think the major issue is we have this thing right we have like with football clubs 
those football clubs aren't competing in the World Cup, right? The players do, and they switch around. And they go uh-huh. back to their home countries, right, to play right. for their countries for the World Cup. Um, when we run an international event, I, I guess maybe it is Riot that's tainted me. But with Riot, when we have the the cup, right? When we have the, you know, the the LCS or the I mean the League of Legends World Championships, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important that you don't have six NA players, you know, like or five yeah. players representing North America who are from for, Korea playing five Korean players from Korea for that. For that, I agree. But then that's, I think that's an issue of making it a world championship instead of doing a world cup, like overwatch does where it's actually countries playing and it's countries fielding their own teams. Yeah. With the best of the best. I mean, I, I get that. The only problem is then you have this question of like, okay, well, North America, maybe they beat Korea or Korea beat North America or whatever, but these teams haven't been practicing together, right? It's not It's not really the best of the best. It's not, you know, it's I don't know. It's the same that. thing with soccer. Like, yeah. it's literally the same thing. It is. It is. You know, it is. The only difference is, like, the United States men's team for soccer, right? Like, they they may play in other leagues and do other stuff, but they also play like soccer with each other regularly. Yeah, right? but I mean, it, that's that's just the U.S. men's team. Like there's, I don't know, Mexico's team, they usually only play together when there's Mexico matches. Usually they're just like spread around Europe or in Mexico or wherever they are. But let me, oh, let me, let me. I feel this way because I'm an American. No, no, no. So, so I, I don't think so. The reason that I, so I don't feel the same way about soccer. I think where I'm, where the position is coming in, for me at least, is that we can't compare those two things, right? When we talk about the like League of Legends World Championships and the World Cup, those two things that we're trying to compare, I disagree with our ability to compare them. And I have really good evidence as to why. One, you have a lot more players on the field, right? Two, when you play a position in soccer, the position is the same no matter what. But when you play a position in League of Legends, the entire game can change. The way that the game is played can change depending on what characters you play, depending on your champion pool, right? So if I have a jungler who plays really aggressive early game characters, and that's all he plays, but he is like the best jungle in North America, and he plays on Team Liquid, right? And then I put him into this World Cup, and I pick four people from Cloud9 to play on this World Cup because they're all much better, right? And all of them are used to playing with a late-game bruiser, right? Like, they're all used to playing with a less aggressive early-game champion that plays out for the late game. We now have to change the entire way that we play the game. Oh, well, well, first of all, we're not discussing the actual game. We're just discussing the structure. And then again, even the point you just made you can make the same point for soccer. Like straight up, that's that's the manager's job, right? Making sure that the players they pick, because they're national selections, right? You select players um, and then you make sure that your team is balanced. But whatever, that's not the point I'm, I'm arguing. We're just talking about the structure of the game. And we also got on this huge tangent that doesn't really matter. Oh, I think this is a good tangent. I disagree about that. Um, I would I would like you to explain what you mean about the structure, but before we do, I think this is an important tangent. We're talking about Valorant as esports, recruiting Sinatra. I mean, this is going to be big. Um, and I think when it comes to that, this 
this kind of player collection and deciding whether or not we're going to have, you know, a system that stops people from, you know, putting too many players onto a team from another country so that it becomes completely absolved by that country. Um, I, I think this is an interesting and, and useful topic to talk about. But when you said the structure of the game, what do you mean? Well, your, 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 your argument is that you can't really do that because then you have junglers who are better and then you have to balance the, the entire team around this one player or you have to get find different players. No, That's I, what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's one way to do it is to find different players. What I meant is when these players begin to play with each other, there's a lot of strategy and... like you have to put a lot of time in to change yeah. the way you play. Um, whereas yeah. with, with soccer, you know, yeah, maybe, okay, I don't have my, my left forward, you know, my left striker isn't a super, superstar, So I'm not going to completely play around them. So now we're going to open up like the right side of the field, or we're going to use them to re reduce pressure. Um, as opposed to if I have like, you know, some world, like the best left striker in the game or in, in the world. But um, it doesn't change. I disagree with you. What? I disagree with you. About what? Go ahead. Caesar is right. Um, because essentially what you're arguing is that the complexity of League of Legends makes it less able to be fit to a system like that. But I don't think that's the case. Um, because it seems to me that you can make the exact same argument you just made about a single, a single jungler, about anybody, any sport in any position, right? Because there's different play styles for set positions. Michael Jordan's different. LeBron James. Mm -hmm. it, it's as easy as saying that the reason why Argentina has had issues in the past is because they don't gel well together with Messi, right? And it's that same issue you're talking about of you have this one really good player and then they have a very specific play style that works for them in Barcelona. But when they're put in Argentina... That's that playstyle doesn't work nearly as well because the team can't work around them. It's it, it, I, I'm just saying that it's the same thing in in sports as in esports. Obviously, not like exactly the same. There's like different nuances, but generally, it's very similar. Okay, I mean, hey, I think that you guys make good points about that. Um, so then let's back up one step at a time to get back to our original topic. Then does that change? Does it change within esports the way that people look at it, though? Are more people interested in watching an international competition that would be based around the World Cup or around the best of the best teams play? Personally, one of the reasons why I got into Overwatch was the World Cup. Um, at BlizzCon, at least. That was one of my... I think that was actually the first esport I watched for Overwatch. <clears throat> and I remember watching Sweden versus Korea, I believe. And that was cool. I don't know. I feel like that could be something to be explored. Not sure. So for me, back when I was really watching League, um, I did enjoy the feeling of watching someone represent me or my country on the world stage. And so for me, it really the, the idea of having people, mostly people from NA, represent me, was, it resonated with me. I guess that might be because I'm an American. I don't actually know, but like that's how I feel about it. So, okay. The viewership numbers, right? For Overwatch League championships just dominate the World Cup. 
it looks like what I'm seeing is about uh, wait, where are we? the peak peak viewership. Um, oh wait, maybe not. I don't know. This is so hard to read. This is the oh, worst chart I've ever seen ever. What was that? I would be very surprised. And like for all viewers, it's like viewers on a certain platform. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking at it now, including Chinese. Does this include, why can't I find this for, that's the World Cup. Why can't I find the Overwatch League finals? This is very strange. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing different, I'm seeing different numbers everywhere. So I don't want to use, I don't want to try to broadcast. Um, I was trying to find out whether or not we see viewership numbers higher for the World Cup than we do for Overwatch League finals, um, which I think I mean, would be... I, a, go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if it's higher, honestly. Like the finals, not the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't find I can't find good information from the same company that would show me both, unfortunately. Um, I was hoping I could, um, but I can't. Uh, all right. So I can't really talk about that, but that, I would like to know that, right? That, that'd be something that would be interesting, whether or not viewers are more interested in watching the world cup or they're interested in watching overwatch league, because that's, I guess the difference between like, I don't know, like the MLS yeah. championship and the world cup, right? Well, there's also issues with the world cup format in the sense that there's always three teams that are really good, right? It's always China, South Korea, and the U.S. Everyone else doesn't really matter, and every, it's a meme for everyone else. Like, for a World Cup Overwatch. World for Cup. Overwatch, at yeah. least. And I assume this this applies to other esports at some level. But, like, when Mexico went in, everyone was like, oh, it's cool that they're in, but they're going to lose their first game. And, like, Ireland and New Zealand and all these countries, like, they're there kind of for the memes, you know? But it's nice to support them. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to, to see them just smack the crap out of people, though. Um, I guess that same thing kind of happens in, in soccer, though, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. If the United States gets to the World Cup, the World Cup gains 300 million viewers. That's all there is to it. Like, it, it, When the United States is in the World Cup, the World Cup becomes an American thing. And we all want to watch. And that sure. happens like once every 12 years. every now and then the united states gets past qualifying rounds um which is sad but it is what it is um also though the world cup only happens every four years right and we have what is the is it the european which one the european football league like what's the actual like champions league champions league right Yeah. yeah well we also have um what's it called uh, Gold Cup, North America. Gold. That's every four years as well, but it's like in between every World Cup. Okay. And then there's, yeah, and then there's the MLS, right? So there's yeah. different formats for all this stuff. I I don't know. I don't know enough about soccer anymore. I don't watch enough. 32 teams, right? Oh, in the group stage for the championship. Man. All right, that was yeah. I guess I digressed a little too long on that. They'll going bringing us way back, way back. Sinatra, 
biggest name in Overwatch is now going to play Valorant. He has ditched Overwatch. He is now yeah. going to play Valorant. Valorant Competitive League is going to go live today, hopefully. So people will start to be able to play ranked and we'll see how their rank system lays out. One major issue with that ranked system. They have made their tiers just like they did with everything else. So it's pretty basic, right? We have iron, bronze, uh, silver, gold, um, platinum, diamond. I, I don't know if they call it masters. I think they have, let me see if I can find the rank system really quick. Uh, I'd just like to say I'm glad they brought iron over. It's hilarious. Yeah, right now on Reddit, there is a petition to change the bottom link to wood. Oh my goodness. So they have a mortal. That's what they have. So instead of your normal master, grandmaster, right? They have immortal. And then after mm -hmm. immortal, they have their top rank, which is Valorant. Horrible. And that is, there's some complaints, right? So there's a Reddit post right now with about 23,000 upvotes that says calling the highest rank Valorant is a bad idea and a terrible one for content producers and consumers alike. How are you to say, right? He says, uh, how are we going to find gameplay of the top Valorant players? Valorant, Valorant gameplay tips. Um, I will say that, come on, dude, just say Valorant rank, right? Top rank Valorant gameplay tips, right? Yeah. You know. I, I agree. Um, I think if I if I'm thinking this correctly, it might be a lore reason, right? Um, from what I understand from just like character interactions, it seems like the Valorant are like a specific set of people or something like that. But then again, the fact that we don't even know that says a lot about the game, not the game, but like the world built around it. And if, if that were explained properly, then maybe that would be cooler. But I think I still think it's a terrible name. Yeah. The comments in this is pretty much, this one guy says, I don't understand this. The, the rank below that is Immortal, which is like the end game sounding rank of all, right? You're undying. Yeah. And then you have Valorant. What the heck does Valorant mean? And this person says, Valorant, Valorar means to value, right? Valorant as a present participle would mean one who is valued, right? So as a Valorant, you are valued. Um, that sounds which, horrible. I don't it's think, I mean, yeah, I Wait, don't think it's... Is the base word not Valor? Yeah, I think that's the, the base word, but I don't... But okay, so what is Valor? Right? Great courage in the face of danger, especially in Valor. So... Yeah, that person's probably crazy. That's the obviously... Latin, it, that's like the Latin definition. Worth. That's that's how you say it in Latin. Uh, okay, so there's a really cool quip here, right, on Google in the middle. It says, Middle English, denoting worth derived from personal qualities or rank, right? Um, mm -hmm. So from, from Valerie to be strong. So I guess a Valorant would be one who has derived great rank and great value in themselves via acts of courage, great acts of courage. Yes. So I get it, but like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, I still think Apex Predator is the coolest sounding like top rank any any rank system has. 
Uh, and I do wonder if they try to copy that in a sense and backfired. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I mean, yeah, Apex Predator is, is obviously the dopest top rank you can, you can make because it's literally the dopest top. It's the top rank. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, it literally means, look, man, on the food pyramid, right? On the pyramid of predators, you're at the apex, right? You're the tip top the best so like i don't know man dota 2 apparently immortal is their highest rank um hmm. so that's pretty good right there's a lot of people i don't like it in any way like i'm valorant in valorant what, what does that mean like, yeah uh, it's just awkward yeah people go i never really thought about this but this is really going to screw up seo um <laughs> oh you're right someone said should be changed to immortal global predator elite 500 <laughs> uh it's more challenger immortal global challenger elite predator 500 uh best funny. rank uh if you were to say i play overwatch which grandmaster season four if the other person is a gamer and doesn't play the game they'll at least understand that you say i play valorant and was valorant in season one the other person would probably not understand you at all my um, favorite comment is uh so that's it huh we're some kind of valorant <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea uh, have you never seen Suicide Squad? I I have seen Suicide Squad. That's like the line in it. I try to forget yeah. the movie though. Uh, oh yeah, same. My ability. I never watched it. So, <laughs> small aside, right? Sitting at home watching Batman versus Superman with my wife, right? Oh no. And we decide that we're gonna go out and watch Suicide Squad, and we were just like we're catching up on the DC movies, right? Um, and we're watching Batman versus Superman. And we finish that and we go to watch Suicide Squad at the theaters and we watch Suicide Squad and we leave and I go, I really don't know which movie was worse. Like, I'm not thinking about which one was better. All I was trying to figure out is which one of these two movies was worse. Because Suicide Squad may have been one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Yeah. The, the whole, the, the thing I can't stand was the the antagonist, right? Like... First off, it's Claire Divine. What's her name? Claire Divine, whatever her name is. Oh, I can't. I can't remember her name. Uh, Claire. Oh, Kara oh, Delevingne, right? Is that it? Yeah, I don't I know. Think so. Delevingne. I, yeah. I thought you were saying like a superhero name, and I was like, what? No. No, the the woman who played it, yeah, is Kara Delevingne, who I hate for a number of reasons. Right. The first yes. one is she's an awful actress. Please nope. stop putting her in good movies. Like, that's all that we need to do. I, I just, like, I can't. And who's the dude? Okay, uh, what's the movie with a thousand planets? Do you know what I'm talking about? The one made by the guy who made Fifth Element. Oh, um... um the main oh, I know, I, I know exactly the French guy. Uh, yeah, so... Valer Valerian something? Valerian, Valerian huh? Yeah, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay, yeah. that I movie... I've really never heard of that movie. Oh my God. The first off, it's beautiful and the plot is awesome and the movie would be great if the two main characters weren't the worst actors on the face of the planet. Like I, what's the guy's name? Uh, oh, Luke Besson. Um, Luke Dane, Besson. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Is that the name of the actor? Yes. Okay. So Luke, it's made by uh, Luke Besson, right? Luke Besson. And he made, fifth element and they make this other movie that's supposed to be similar to fifth element and this is exactly why i hated suicide squad i mean we have literally the exact same issue here 
so you have this main character who's supposed to be like Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis from Fifth Element, this crispy, cool rebel who is really, really good at his job, doesn't really care about anyone, and is kind of emotionally overblown, right? And that's supposed to be the main character. And he's falling in love with his partner who they kind of flirt constantly. But the problem is both of these characters are emotionally, like both of the, the people playing them are walls, right? And when I say a wall, I don't mean like literally a wall, but I do mean like literally a wall. They have no emotional comprehension at all. Their faces don't <laughs> change. Their inflection doesn't change. Their back and forth is awful. So you have this beautiful world, right? This amazing CGI, these awesome fight scenes, these really cool plot-like devices. It's just such a cool movie. And every second of it, you just hate these actors. <laughs> It, it drives me crazy. And it's the same thing in Suicide Squad. She's doing this weird writhing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you remember Oh, that yeah, part? the dancing scene? She's like, she, she's <laughs> yeah. like writhing. It's like she's supposed to be like, uh, I don't know, like, what, what, what's the word for it? She's uh, uh, like taken over by a demon. I can't like, think of Yeah, possessed. Possessed, yeah. And so she's like a witch and she's like writhing and it's so freaking weird and it's just so bad yeah the relationship between her and this army dude and he's like but that's the girl i love man and you're just like what is this who wrote this script <laughs> yeah you paid yeah, somebody that was terrible. you actually sat down and paid somebody to write this script <sighs> yeah sorry that was a long i had to take that <laughs> no that's fine <laughs> there's I, a I reason hated that movie as well <laughs> there's a reason uh, it was so bad if you if you liked suicide squad and you want to talk about suicide squad don't tweet us uh, <laughs> that's all there's to it i don't want to talk to you um yeah it's so that once you hit the rank valorant you can tell everyone else they're valorant that was uh my Bruh. favorite bad comment uh, yeah, but that's it. So <clears throat> there's been some, some complaints. I don't think that's a big enough thing to really worry about too, too much. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to really create too many problems. I also wouldn't be surprised if they change it. Um, I think they're going to get some backlash from a lot of people. If I'm riot, I think, okay, they make a good sense. They, they make a good, you know, uh, point. Yeah. Am I crazy though? Why don't you just use your league things? Why not just use Master Grandmaster Challenger? Can somebody? I like, don't know. Honestly, game design <laughs> side, Daniel. Why don't you do that? Like what? Uh, I don't know if that comes down to game design so much as marketing. But that is true. Marketing your top rank. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't see a reason, any game design reason, to change the name of a rank. Right? It's all about how you want your game. Hmm. player so what's it? so they're trying to pitch it then um, yeah i guess right i mean if if from my point of view the only reason is that you don't want to say the same as everything else hmm. yeah that i mean i understand that too i i i'm perfectly fine with that okay we want to we want to make it something else we don't want to make it uh, the same as everything else, right? We don't want it to sound like it's another game. But is, is the answer to, to call it Valorant? 
Can't you come up? I don't know if that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's the answer specifically. It's kind of corny to me. But, you know, hey, I'm sure it sounded cool to them when they came up with it. Yeah, I mean, they're like, it's the name of the game. Um, You can't cut it, man. That's the name of the movie. (sighs) That's about all I got. I can't. I can't keep going on this. I'm. I'm wasted. Yeah, no, I feel that. We brought up Suicide Squad. <laughs> My day is over. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go watch some good television or movie. I have to go watch something that washes this out of my mind. Watch Justice League. The... Watch Justice League. You know, no, man. Please don't. Don't do that to yourself. The... Laura had me start the Expanse yesterday. Well, yeah, I've seen her talk a lot about it. So it far, so dope. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, so the thing for me, right? So like Game of Thrones, right? What originally drew me into Game of Thrones was mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones, right? The the, the political aspects of the yes. show, the sure. very intriguing sort of political nature, and the yes. Expanse seems to have that. And so I'm very interested in this sort of inner inner um well um interstellar politics setting. For me, when Game of Thrones started moving away from that, it was I mean. It was interesting, but it wasn't what I came to show. Yeah. No, I completely understand. Right? That's I saw a post the other day. I don't I don't remember if, if that was actually shorter made a post about it, but I saw another one that was like, Remember when like early on in Game of Thrones someone got like a scratch and they died from sepsis? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then the, in the last couple seasons, people could just get like fully like their head almost cut off and like a sword right through their chest, and they're just like walking away from it like it's no big thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, way to change the program. Yeah. I can't talk about Game of Thrones either, dude. That's yeah, well, yeah. I was, I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> we're, just, we're just making it's me such angry. a deep. I don't want to get into it. That's so bad. I my favorite meme of quarantine. Hands down, yeah. my favorite meme was the one that said, we're going to be stuck in the house. Game of Thrones bombed so bad that we will be stuck in the house for two months and not a single human being will rewatch it. Not not doing it. No. Not happening. That's How could no. you? You took the most popular show in the history of television and you fucked it so bad that no one wants to... Like that only people talk about it in ire. Like, yep. <laughs> you watch the show and you're going to hear about Azora High and be like, oh, yeah, that plot line never finished. Wow. <laughs> you're right. They just yeah, forgot I guess about I can't it. Watch it. Yeah. Well, just like Daenerys forgot about the the fleet, they forgot about all the important yeah. plot oh, points. God, dude. Dude, and that's like, you killed. Remember oh. when you killed off the most badass character in the entire series in an alley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you took you took the guy from the books that everyone talked about, right? As being the most badass character, Sir Barrister. The strongest, most like the craziest fighter in the history of the universe. The guy who at his age joked around and wasn't kidding at all when he said, even at my age, I could take all four of you with one hand tied behind my back. Right? And like that was was such a badass line when he gets kicked out. And then he just dies in an alley to a bunch of punks. And because yep. because the show because the showrunners had a personal problem with the guy playing the character. Oh, I hate these guys. Because so he knew the books and he knew the characters and he was talking shit on them. Yes, That's pretty much it. Because he brought up that hey, this this show is doing so well because our writer of the books is fabulous. We should stay on track 
with the books and these shows will do excellent. And the showrunners had such massive egos that they went, no, we want to do what we want to do and deuces. <sighs> I don't wish bad things to happen on many people. But you know, if you want to take D&D, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about television. I'll, I'll say on the television side, let's, let's talk half a second. So Expanse, Daniel's saying The Expanse, pretty good. Worth watching, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah I, I would say so, so far. Awesome. We are, the season four of The Last Kingdom just came out. So if you like kind of like Viking style shows, that one's a pretty good one. Uh, it's, mm. it's also very political. Um, it's dramatic, so it's a little, I would say more so than Game of Thrones, it's a little bit more soap opera-y. Um, a lot of like romantic stuff and whatnot, but pretty cool battle scenes. The fights are not terrible. Um, really interesting story arcs uh, for character development and pretty interesting political stuff. Um, it can frustrate you a little bit, but uh, the, the political mindedness of some of the characters is very intriguing. So there's one if you like, uh, you know, like Viking Age stuff. It's about the Danes uh, invading, Danish people invading um, a disconnected England, right? Which is, which is, by the way, is going to be the plot of Assassin's Creed as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot like that. But this is, it's a lot like Vikings. It's just different than Vikings. Um, you know, they're called Danes and uh, it's a little less like fantastical, yeah. right? Vikings is very mythical and fantastical, um, whereas like uh, Last Kingdom is very straightforward. Um, what about you, Caesar? You got a show? You got a show everybody should watch? Yeah, yeah. I'm watching this show called uh, Terrace House. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No. No. Okay. It's a Japanese reality TV show. Okay. Um, about six strangers living in the same in the same house, three men and three women. And it's reality TV, but not like American reality TV. It's it's very much not overproduced and like there's no uh, interviews and there's no like music and all that. It, and then there's a panel of guests, very Japanese style show. And it's fun. I don't know. It's I've been meaning to brush up on my Japanese, so it, it helps. And, you know, human drama is always fun to watch. Interesting. Yeah, that I... I was, it, uh, it makes me, it makes me cringe a lot because Japanese people are so bad at dating, but it's so fun at the same time. <laughs> I, on the on the idea of so do they do they live together in the house like what is explain well, to me yeah, the, yeah, the plot of the name again? Terrace so, house. Terrace T e r r a c e like a terrace. Uh, okay. So they basically live together in the house and they they continue on with their daily lives. And sometimes they'll start dating in between each other and like you get to see. So the cameras only go there like three times a week or so. So you get to see them in their jobs and you get to see them like interact with each other. And then sometimes they'll start dating and things don't work out and stuff like that. It's pretty basic. It, uh, it reminded me of, of Big Brother. Right? Kind of. Well, that Yeah. Do you did you pay attention to everything going on with Big Brother when this broke out? Yeah, so so it's it's very interesting because the most recent season is is happening in Tokyo, um, and it was supposed to go through all the way until the end of the Olympics, 
and it just stopped right now because um, obviously coronavirus and production just stopped. So it's very interesting. They, they're not stuck in the house, though. That's like the, the main difference. I and mean, they still have access to the outside world. And like they even get to watch their own episodes uh, when they come out and like they get to have reactions to their episodes. And like it's, it's pretty funny. That actually sounds funny. That's see, that sounds like what I thought reality TV was supposed to be. Um, yeah. Until we turned it into something we just called reality TV that is very evidently not reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you remember Big Brother Germany, the the house yep. guests in Big Brother Germany didn't know about coronavirus. Yep. They were in there for a while. Now they did tell them about it. Um, I haven't. I don't really watch any of that stuff, so I don't know how they responded. But. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. All right, guys. So if you're looking for something to watch, you can watch Terrace House. You can watch Last Kingdom. Oh, I have one other one. Have you guys watched Dave? Oh, I've heard a lot about it, though. No, I don't know what that is. It's Little Dickie's show, right? Oh, so boy. it's it's called Dave, and it's about him as Little Dickie, like, coming up, right? So he plays a character who has two personalities, right? Like Dave and Little Dickie. Um, and he it, – it's very oh, – I'm – I can't it's super intense um and it's just a really really deep look at culture um and kind of like la southern california culture being a rapper kind of the different sides of being a rapper um so you have like you know little dicky and then like gangsters um and it's 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 just so and I, I mean that as like the two sides of the spectrum like somebody who's really really hard and then somebody who's literally like the whitest person on the planet, right? Like, and, and he's constantly talking about like how he's not hard, right? Like he's terrified of the dog. There's a dog in the studio and he's like terrified of it. And he's constantly just like, he's just very soft. Um, oh man, it's, it is a very weird show, but I strongly, anyone who can deal with bathroom humor, cause there's a lot of like, there's a lot of penis stuff in this, right? Um, I, I, I'm not going to go long into depth, but essentially, I don't know if this is true. I doubt that this is actually what's up with Little Dicky, but maybe it is. Who knows? He makes fun of his penis for being small constantly throughout the show in his raps and everything. And it's an actual defense mechanism because he was born with like an elongated urethra or something. So he had to have this weird surgery as a kid and it's kind of messed up his penis. I know this is kind of like, out there but so it's it's actually i mean like if you think about it it's really weird because he's talking about all of these like self-confidence issues that stem from the way he feels and so for somebody in that position it's much easier to just talk about your penis being small than to talk about it having all of these you know like deformities dude it's i i know like if it's such a deep look into the minds of some really interesting characters. I mean, it, uh, it's, I strongly, I strongly urge watching it. It's actually really, really good. It's so hard to say this cause it's really stupid. <laughs> it's one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen in my life. And also one of like the smartest and most emotionally raw and connected shows. It's dude, I can't say anything else. If you're interested, it's on FX. It's also, you can watch it on Hulu, I think. Um, it's it's really good. It's worth your time. Um, episodes are still coming out. So um, very, very interesting show. 
All right. So there's a few television things. If you're under the age of 17, you might not want to watch Dickie. It might scar you. I'm not going to lie. All right. That's all I got. Anybody got anything else for this show? Nope. All right. Well, that's it. Putting a cap on episode 16 of the Life Around Gaming and Entertainment uh, podcast (laughs) since we decided we had to talk (laughs) a little bit about some television. Um, You know, expand your horizons. Watch some TV. Watch some movies. Read some comic books. Read some good books. um, And come back and check us out next week. I'm Rafe here with Daniel and Caesar. Thanks so much for checking us out. We'll catch you later. Thank you. See you later. later.